This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is a radio and television personality. He is a Fox News contributor and a rotating co-host on Fox News' Big Saturday and Sunday show. He's also an author. His new book is called, Come On, Man, The Truth About Joe Biden's Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Presidency. Now, I got to tell you, folks, I love Joe Conja because the guy is smart as hell. He's got a sense of humor and he never stops working. Uh, and uh, in case uh, you may have caught him this week, he was uh, uh, sitting in for uh, Stuart Varney. He does a lot and he, and he is someone that uh, I'm looking forward to having on the show. So welcome, Joe. Welcome to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers show on this Sunday morning. Uh, you know, every Sunday I kind of do a blow through what happened this week. And the thing that really uh, tees me off more than anything, and I'm always teed off about something, is yes. that this uh, this empty suit, Mayor Pete, and I don't want to lead you in any way, but this empty suit, Mayor Pete, shows up in a hard hat in Palestine, Ohio, three weeks, actually 20 days after the train derailment. Uh, do you think he offered the people of East Palestine, Ohio, any hope? I think they were horrified judge when they saw his shoes all right that's the type of shoes i wear to a bar mitzvah okay to a sweet 16 when i fill it on the five i mean this is ridiculous you gotta know you're going to a place that's gonna be muddy all right you're going to the rust belt dude put on a pair of boots or sneakers or something but that just shows you it's so perfect in terms of symbolism judge right that the democratic party you know when when you were growing up when i was growing up whether we're talking about Kennedy, or we're talking about Carter, yep. or we're talking about even Clinton, for that matter, was the party for the little guy, right? And now they become the party for the elites, right? For the big cities. That's or the little, or in, or in Pete's case, the little elites. The li- exactly. The thank little. you for clarifying. Yes, thank and, you. And the, you know what's get me driving me crazy? Yeah. That this talking point goes out. It's generated somewhere, but then everybody goes with it. Now, apparently, that 50-car toxic train derailment that released four different kinds of cancer-causing chemicals into the air and water is actually Donald Trump's fault. Of course, the guy who hasn't been in office for 25 months, and they say, well, because he put forth all these deregulations, and that's what made the train crash. Uh, at last check, I, and, and, and maybe I'm just spitballing here, Democrats have had have had control of the House, the Senate, and the Oval Office for the past two years. If those deregulations were so horrible and were going to lead to something like this, I'm pretty sure they had time to reverse them. So yeah. enough with Joy Behar saying that the people of East Palestine got what they deserved. Well, these people saw their property values plummet. They're, they're, they fear of getting cancer. They can't even move out because they can't sell their homes. I, I, I mean, screw you. I'm sorry. That's the only way I'm going to put it. It's a Sunday morning. I should be talking. Nice people are probably driving the church right now. But- <laughs> But I, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this whole everything is Trump's fault when the guy's been gone for two years. Well, let me make it even more clear to the listeners. The truth is that Congress passed a law based upon new findings during the Trump administration that required that there be some cutback on certain things. It was Congress that passed it based on some scientific finding. But here's the bottom line, Joe. What you and I both know, Joe Concha, is that you've got lobbyists, railroads, and and all of these big companies, big rail companies have lobbyists. The little guy doesn't have a chance. The fact that you've got cancer-causing chemicals, four different kinds, on a train, and I'm, I keep saying this, I don't hear anybody else saying it, 
when you have semolona wheat, semolona wheat on uh, on that train, frozen vegetables on the train, how could you possibly have food on the same train with cancer-causing chemicals? I mean, no one is supervising or monitoring what's going on with these trains. And by the way, shame on Southern uh, on Norfolk Southern. The truth is. They didn't want to show up on the day of the town meeting because even they thought it was too dangerous. I am tired of people showing up after they realize that it's going to hurt them by not showing up. I want people to show up because I care about Americans. That's exactly right. And Pete Buttigieg didn't show up for nearly three weeks, as you mentioned before, because he didn't feel any urgency to, right? He wrote, what, what, what was the way that ABC News put it? Uh, Pete Buttigieg writes a sternly worded, letter to norfolk southern it's like you remember the movie titanic and you yeah. got leonardo dicaprio as jack dawson he's on the verge of death right he's he's in this cold water hypothermia the guy still has a sense of humor and he says i'm going to he goes i don't know about you he says to kate winslet but i'm going to write a sternly worded letter to the white star line about this <laughs> and, you know after the boat goes down that's pete right he writes letters he doesn't show up he didn't show up to any ports for months after the supply chain crisis exploded because he was on maternity leave for two months, which at last check, my wife had two C-sections. There's a recovery time. There was no C-section involved in that particular uh, adoption of, of, of his exactly. kids, right? Exactly. But he took off two months anyway. It's so elitist. And then remember what happened over, over the Christmas break? Millions of people stranded in airports. They're sleeping on floors on Christmas Day. And this guy's putting up pictures of him in his pajamas celebrating Christmas at some opulent home somewhere. This is who Pete Buttigieg is, and he wants to be president one day. I think that this ends any speculation around that. This is not something that you undo. You can't unring this bell. He's seen as too slow to the game and too above the types of people that he would need the votes for in places like Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and so on. Well, the other part of it, Joe Concha, is that the guy is a fraud. I mean, there's no question. He was a small-town mayor. Come on, man, in terms of uh, words similar to your book. Come (laughs) on, man. The truth is that if you are a small-town mayor, you know that you've got to show up. I mean, this guy is so arrogant, so condescending. He didn't have his people there. He didn't have DOT there. And let's be straight with, with the American people right now. FEMA said no. I want to say that again. FEMA said no to the people in East Palestine, Ohio. We're not covering you. You're not like the classic people that we cover. But on the same day that FEMA says no, you've got the president of the United States, another empty suit, going to Ukraine, giving them another, what was it, a half a billion dollars? for uh, billion with a B for Ukraine on President's Day, a basic middle finger to Americans, I and, and let me just finish with Buttigieg for a second. This is a guy who's such a fraud. He takes an SUV with a bicycle hooked up to it to work, and then two blocks from the two blocks from the uh, work, he takes a bicycle down and, and bicycles in. What a fraud! Big time. And and I'm glad you brought up Ukraine and and the president and the half billion dollars going there on top of everything we've already given. You know what I don't hear about that situation over there? I think that we call this a pivot, Judge, right? We're pivoting over <laughs> to another topic in our conversation. I, I don't hear anybody talking about solutions, right? It's throw money at the problem. This is like Vietnam in the sense where we have a stalemate right now, right? The mm-hmm. Russians can't advance. They can't get any more ground. And the Ukrainians, they have some good counteroffenses. They push the Russians out. The Russians come back in. We are in what's called a stalemate. And this is going to go on for years because Vladimir Putin 
Putin doesn't care if he loses the 200,000 troops that he already has. He'll go to a half a million, a million Russians dying in Ukraine because he's just going to throw bodies at the problem while we throw money at the problem. And the only person that's bought up, hey, maybe we should sit down and talk about this as far as U.S. politicians has been Donald Trump. Right. You've got to get people in a room now and say, look, we got to come to some sort of solution here because all we're going to do is lose lives and money, treasure, all of that for for a war that is never going to have a resolution as we're seeing. Right. But it's it's not going to happen. And we're just going to keep throwing money at the problem. Meanwhile, China and Iran are now aligned with Russia. Talk yep. about an axis of evil. These are nuclear powers we're talking about. And yet uh, we're, we're just th- think we're going to throw money at the problem. What Ukraine's going to win. They're going to march into Moscow. What's that going to look like? Of but course, that's not going to happen. The whole problem here is that I don't think America or certainly Joe Biden uh, who I was, uh, Bob Gates said, you know, we never made a correct foreign policy decision in his life, uh, Joe Concha. The That's truth right. is like that, that. Uh, we don't even know what the end game is here. Do we continue right. to throw money at it while Americans suffer? Do we continue to protect the border of Ukraine? And don't get me wrong, I personally have given money on behalf of Ukraine. Okay, but at some point I say to myself, you know, Janine, the southern border needs to be protected, not just the border of Ukraine, uh, you know, in Europe. And why is the United States spending an inordinate amount of money? I think it's one hundred and thirteen billion dollars at this point. And I think the U.K. is eight billion and the EU is uh, no, the U.K. I think is four billion. The EU is 16 billion and we were one hundred and thirteen billion. What's that about? You know, and why didn't we come in earlier? If we were so sure, why didn't we come in earlier? We could have stopped this and nipped it in the bud, but we didn't. So we're just going to get sucked into this for how long? And you mentioned uh, as far as the money that we're spending here and, and borders, right, as far as, you know, protecting Ukraine's border, but not our own border. At our own border, since this president came into office, 200,000 Americans have died from opioid overdoses, fentanyl overdoses. And and it, it, the Russians have lost 200,000 uh, troops in Ukraine. We're losing 200,000 here at home. What is our priority at this point? And and talk about showing up. But what did Woody Allen once say? He said 90% of success in life is showing up, right? I feel that way right. about the gym. Once I get there, it's okay. But yeah. th- that's the hard part is getting there. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? But, but, but here's the point. Uh, Joe Biden has shown up, what, one time to the border? And he didn't go to Eagle Pass. He didn't go to La Jolla, like the real hot spots. He went to El Paso where they cleaned up the town for him before he got there to make it yep. look like everything's copacetic. And then yep. Kamala Harris, his, his borders are also, same deal, has only gone there once, never talks about it. We have abandoned our own people. And, and yeah. that's why Trump said when he went to East Palestine, he goes, uh, we will not forget you. And that's that that is reminiscent of 2016. I thought I think Trump's campaign to this point has been uneven at best. Right. I mean, he's he's throwing all these verbal haymakers at DeSantis that have no basis in reality. He really hasn't done too many rallies that have caught people's attention. He's barely doing any interviews. But that moment in East Palestine, when he went there, went to McDonald's, you see the people around him. It suddenly changed my mind. Like, okay, if he does that more. That's the Donald Trump that could win the nomination in 2024 and not the guy throwing these insults at, at DeSantis and others, uh, which which I think people are turned off by. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. The truth is people are looking for a leader. People yeah. are looking for someone who, as you say, is going to show up. And it's interesting. You talk about uh, Joe Concha. 
the 200,000 who die of fentanyl poisoning, not just overdose, it's really poisoning. You know, that is an undeclared war by China against the United States where the Mexican cartels are making a fortune. You know, so we've got the declared war of Russia against Ukraine, but he's not, Joe Biden and his, his team of idiots is not focused on the undeclared war by China killing Americans, creating pills that look like candy that young kids take and teenagers take thinking, you know, oh, this is a legit pill. You know, maybe it's a, uh, uh, maybe it's a, uh, what are they taking? Give me an example. Uh, well, it's not just Oxy, but some of them take something like a Valium. And, Adderall. And it's, yeah, Adderall, Valium, whatever. And instead, what it is, is it's, uh, it's fentanyl that's going to kill them. But, you know, I want to pivot. You talk about pivoting. I want to talk about uh, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, okay, she announces for president, and the view goes ballistic, and, and Don Lemon goes ballistic. I have never seen haters, Joe Concha, like the haters on the left. It's so vile, right? I mean, we, we, we talked about the view a little bit before, but uh, the fact that Don Lemon says that a woman over 50 is not in her prime. Uh, at last check, Don Lemon is 56 and i would say that oh does that mean that he's not in his prime but you'd have to have a prime first in order to have a prime and don lemon never really has and then you have whoopi goldberg defending him on the view and and just the way they go after her because she has the audacity of being a woman of color and is still a republican she has betrayed her race we hear about it's just so disgusting i don't know how else to put it and Lemon's now back on the air because apparently this guy is unfireable. And I'm not saying that he should be fired. I think you let the, the market speak for itself. All right, what kind of viewers is that morning show bringing in? Well, <laughs> when I look at the numbers, they they get three, 400,000 people oh, it's watching ridiculous. that show. It yeah. is ridiculous. Fox and Friends gets one point like six million. <laughs> yeah, right? and, and, so, the, and the yeah. five that we're on, the five that I'm on, it gets three and a half, four million people. It's crazy. And well, let's talk about that because I find it remarkable that a show that's on at two o'clock on the West Coast, the middle of the afternoon, when people are working, all right, or three o'clock in the Mountain West, or four o'clock in Chicago, five o'clock here in the city when people are in cars, they're, they're going home. You guys crush everything. It's remarkable. Yeah. 3.6, 3.7 million. And the funny thing is, this this came about 12 years ago, the show. It was supposed to be a summer fill-in after yep. Glenn Beck left the network. Oh, just put five people around a table and see what happens. Well, it turns out it was a genius idea. Well, and now you guys are doing so well. I mean, because you know why? Somebody asked me once, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, they said, <laughs> what separates Fox from the other networks besides the fact that Fox covers stories that, that the other networks refuse to touch or, or the way they go about their business? I, I said, it's two things. They don't speak down to people, and we actually have a sense of humor. Like, we're actually authentic. Like, the five works because that is what a happy hour conversation would look and sound like instead of these other networks where they're just so pretentious and pious. And I think that's why. Sense of humor, authenticity, that's what separates Fox from the other networks as we pat ourselves on the back. not No shameless self-promotion whatsoever here, Judge. Well, you know, and I do appreciate it, but I, I got to tell you, I mean, it is it is honesty, and it is also, we present two points of view on uh, yeah. on the five. I mean, you know, it's not just uh, it's not just ideology the way they do it on CNN. But let, let's just pivot again right now. Um, what, when we've got anarchy on the streets, and it seems that this social justice uh, effort that they have, 
isn't isn't winning. I mean, at some point, don't the people on the left have to say, you know, we made a mistake with defund the police. I personally think if you focus on defunding the police, we'll defund the police as it relates to you. If you're in favor of defunding it, then you don't get the police to respond. Okay, to your house. And we'll tell police dispatch, don't go to your house. If you really are in favor of defunding the police, we'll take you off the list. That's all. Imagine what a world like that would look and sound like, right? And and it, it, that's what they tried to do in Minneapolis, for example. Thank, thank God uh, it, it didn't pass. But but here's here's the deal with, with defunding the police. Even now, they uh, you you heard uh, the president, you heard Eric Adams. They say no, actually, we want to refund the police. We we want to bolster police forces. It all doesn't matter if, and you know this better than anybody, <laughs> Judge. Yeah. If you don't have DAs that enforce the laws on the books, if you have an Al- Alvin Bragg here in New York City where people are getting arrested and they're literally laughing, and, and they'll, they'll tell cameras as they're being brought into the police station, yeah, I'll don't be worry, out. I'll be out in a couple of hours. We, we literally have it yep. on tape. Then it all doesn't matter. And now we see what's happening. New York City, 4,000 police officers resigned last year, all-time record, but they didn't resign from doing police work. They just moved to other places like Florida, where they yep. added 1,000 police officers just since July and alone by, because DeSantis is smart. Uh, well, and by the way, they also got like a bonus, a sign-up yeah. bonus. Anyway, all right. All right. I got to tell you, Joe Concha, it's been great having you on the show this morning. I really appreciate it. We thank you for being on. And, uh, you know, keep plugging. We look forward to having you on again. Have a great day, Joe. What a fun conversation. Let's do it again. Let's do <laughs> you lunch. got it. Yes. Brunch. Yeah. Sunday. If, Talk to you later. I, I never do lunch, by the way. Bye. Okay. Bye. All right. And never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. And up next on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I'm going to be speaking with the founder and CEO of Red Apple Media and the CEO of Gristini's Food, John Katsimatidis. And I'm going to ask him, what does it take to become a billionaire? And can anyone become a billionaire? It's all coming up right here on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Judge Janine Show. 